0: My mother raised five boys, one real brother and three brothers, and uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty effective in uh, telling you exactly what mom went through. It was pretty amazing. Uh, both Janet and I both at the same time as the mother was spreading the grape jelly down the sandwiches, we both said, Hannah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Again, happy Mother's Day. What a great celebration. What a great opportunity this is for us to gather together just to worship God and what he's done in the life of uh, mothers for us. Uh, But I want to begin by uh, telling you about one Mother's Day where little Johnny, everybody knows who little Johnny is, right? Little Johnny was standing by his mother's bed and he says, hey mom, wake up. I've made you a Mother's Day card. And she says, oh, Johnny, that was so sweet of you. And she begins to read, I was going to buy a card with hearts of pink and red, but then I thought I'd rather spend the money on me instead. It's awfully hard to buy things when one's allowance is so small, so I guess you're pretty lucky I got you anything at all. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day there, I've said it. Now I'm done. So, how about getting out of bed and fixing some breakfast for your son? Amen. Friends, today's verses are normally read at Christmas time. But I'm not so sure if uh, this is a Christmas text that we read on Mother's Day or if, in all actuality, it's a Mother's Day text that we've been reading at Christmas. But I found that they speak volumes. Either way. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, in Luke chapter 1, I'd like to begin reading in verse 26. In verse 26, the Word of God says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Now this is just like a mama. She wasn't troubled at the fact there's an angel standing in her presence. She's troubled at his saying. Amen. Let's keep going. And considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name, say it with me, Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One that is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Friends, it has never been harder to be a Christian mother than today. Never in the history of mankind than it is today. Your kids are born into this world of drugs. They're born into this world of alcohol and crime and pornography. And you're almost afraid for them to even get to the end of your driveway. Wouldn't you love? to just build a wall around your home and keep the kids inside the wall. But then you realize, well, you know what? Even though I build a wall around my home to keep them safe inside, all kinds of things are still coming in. You see, friends, your kids will learn all manner of worldly things at one point or another in their life. And on top of all that, society seems to be tearing down the value of motherhood. Tony Campalo says that his wife is a brilliant woman. She has a PhD and she could pursue any number of distinctive careers. But she chose to stay at home while her children were young. Her decision only bothered her, though, when other women would come up to her and say, well, what do you do for a living? And of course, she would say, well, I'm a homemaker. I stay home and take care of my husband and children. And they'd usually respond with something like this. Oh. And then they'd walk away. But Miss Campolo came up with a great response for when people asked her what she did for a living. What she would say is, I am training up two individuals in Christian values so that they'll be able to comprehend the requirements for eternal salvation. What do you do? They'd say something like, well, I'm a lawyer. Or I'm a doctor. And then they just kind of wander off. With the value of motherhood being degraded, friend, today we honor motherhood. We honor motherhood the way that God would have it to be honored. So let's look at Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus, as a model for motherhood by noting that motherhood has difficulties that hurt. Motherhood has difficulties that hurt. Even as the mother of our Savior, Jesus Christ, Mary had many difficulties. First of all, Mary had to deal with a negative reputation. You and I know by the scriptures that the child that Mary bore was conceived of God. We understand that, but what you need to know is nobody else in that day did. They didn't know that. Even Joseph, her husband, only believed after an angel came into his living room and told him. Amen? I mean, can't you just hear the town of Nazareth buzzing? Can't you hear them whispering? There's Mary. She's pregnant and she ain't married. So Mary had to deal with, with a negative reputation there may be some mothers here today who have got something negative in their past and their children may even throw it up in their face well you were pregnant before you got married who are you to lecture me about morality The children may say, well, you've been married and divorced three times. Who are you to talk to me about the sanctity of marriage? The children may bring it up to the mom. Well, you were a real party animal when you were young. Who are you to tell me to come in at a specific hour of the night? That's an obstacle that's very difficult to deal with. It's difficult, but it's not impossible. Amen? Verse 38 says that it's not impossible with God. For example, those situations with your children may provide you an opportunity. That's right. An opportunity to teach your children. An opportunity to teach your children that God's grace covers my past. It may provide you an opportunity to teach about God's forgiveness that God can forgive even the worst of sins. It may provide you an opportunity for you to share with your children that I am determined that I am not going to repeat those sins. And neither are you. Amen? So Mary had all of these negative situations that she had to deal with. But Mary also had to deal with poverty. You see... Everything in the Bible indicates to us that Mary and Joseph were very poor. They were very poor. I mean, Jesus, the very Son of God, was born in a barn. Jesus, the very Son of God, was wrapped in swaddling cloths when he was born. Jesus, the very Son of God, was laid in a feeding trough. When he was born, I mean, I don't know about you, but those seem like some pretty skimpy beginnings. Amen? Maybe as a mom today, you're feeling a financial pinch. Maybe as a mom today, you're feeling financial pressure because you're not able to get your child all the stuff that the other kids got. Amen? Well, I want to encourage you this morning that instead of feeling bad, Instead of looking at that in a negative light, look again as an opportunity to teach teach your children, to teach them the important lessons, important lessons like the most valuable things in life, money can't buy. Amen? Maybe it's a lesson you need to teach that the things that you spend a lot of money on, man, they only last a little while, and then they're gone. So Mary had to deal with a negative reputation and she had to deal with poverty. But Mary also had to face the fact that people hated her child. Hated her child. When Jesus was born, King Herod tried to kill Mary's child. Mom and dad had to flee to Egypt just to protect him from the forces of evil that were in the world at that day. If you're listening, say amen. Folks, y'all need to know that there's an enemy today that's looking to kill your child. There's an enemy today that is seeking to destroy and devour your children. So we better be on high alert to protect our children. I think it's high time that we start taking some steps to protect our kids. And that may involve turning the TV off when some of that trash comes into your living room. That may involve finding out what your children are being taught in school. A lot of that is trash too. It may involve battling bad influences. Lord knows there's a ton of them. It may mean training our kids to start respecting adults, to start respecting authority. Those are challenges in this day and time. We as parents need to realize that these things, that these times are dangerous for our kids. So let's make sure we do everything we can to protect our children. Mary had to deal with that negative reputation. She had to deal with poverty, and she had to deal with attacks on her child. But finally, Mary dealt with a child that was rejected and abused. Now, I don't know about you, but if anybody were to mess with one of my kids, they got me to deal with. Amen? That's one of the hardest things that parents do is see their children hurt. Can you imagine how Mary hurt as people rejected her son? I read about Jerry Clower, who looks more like a football player than he does a comedian. But Jerry's son was the field goal kicker for a high school team. And one day, his son had the opportunity to kick the winning field goal. And he missed. Man up about four rows, jumped up and started shouting, Boo! Boo! Who is that kid anyway? He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And he went on and on and on, disrespecting Jerry's son. Well, Clower said I took about all of it that I could. And so I made my way to the back of the crowd. And I sat down next to that guy, and I looked him square in the eye, and I said, you need to thank Jesus that you're still alive. And the guy said, what do you mean? Clower said, that's my son you're belittling. And the only reason you're not dead right now is because I'm a Christian, and Jesus won't let me kill you. Amen. Amen. Well, that's how I feel, amen. Somebody were to mess with Madison, that's exactly the words they get, and I may even have to ask for forgiveness later, amen. So it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to see our children abused, isn't it? Can you imagine the pain that Mary felt as her son was nailed to the cross? For your sins. Moms, how would that feel? For your child to be nailed to a cross by people he came to save. That would be pretty difficult. And that would hurt. Motherhood has difficulties that hurt. But praise the Lord, motherhood also has defenses that help. Mary had some resources at her disposal that helped her to be a wonderful mom. First of all, she knew that she was doing the will of God. Verse 38, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. You know, there's just something that's very reassuring about being in the will of God. The world may be falling apart around you. Everything may be going wrong around you, but if you're doing what God told you to do, there's just something very encouraging about that. James Keller said Every mother has the breathtaking privilege of sharing with God in the creation. Of a new life. Mom helps bring into existence a soul that will last for eternity. You see, friend, a mother's greatest responsibility is to raise a child to know and accept Jesus Christ. So that that child can live with the Lord for all eternity. That's the mother's greatest responsibility. Everything comes second after that. And I want you to know that if you do well in bringing your child to Jesus so that your child can be with God forevermore, I want you to know, moms, you have done well. And it is mom's responsibility. Yes, the dads have a great, great role to play. But it's the mom's responsibility. It's not the babysitters. It's not the nannies. It's not the school teacher. Moms, you have the responsibility for the soul of your child. How does that burden feel? Is that heavy enough for you? What a heavy burden you carry. But you know, there's just something very special about being in harmony with the will of God. Secondly, we find that Mary had a loving husband. Men, if you're listening, say amen. Amen. There's three of you. Men, if you're listening, say amen. amen. Thank you. Men, one of the most useful things that you can do is love your wife. Love your wife. Jesus, or Joseph, hung with Mary through thick and thin. Let your wife know that you love her. Let your wife know that you're going to be with her with every decision that she makes. Let her know, friend, that you're going to stand with her through thick and thin. Many of you may remember who Jack Benny was. Well, I read about Jack Benny and how he was so shy When he was a young person, one day he saw this hot, hot girl. Amen. Amen, man. Your wife was that one, right? Jack Benny saw this hottie, a gorgeous young lady, but he was too shy to talk to her. So what he did is he said, I'm going to go to the florist and I'm going to buy a red rose and let them deliver it to her. And every day thereafter, he repeated that and had a red rose delivered to this girl. Well, after about four days of receiving one red rose day after day, that young lady went to the florist and said, who is sending these roses? And the florist said, well, it's some guy that you work with by the name of Jack Benny. And she said, yeah, I think I know who that is. And so she searched Jack out and she went and she asked him, why are you sending me these roses? And he said, well, I kind of wanted to ask you out. And she said, okay, let's go out. Just that easy. Men. Men. Anyway. So it wasn't long after that, they continued to go after, go out day after day after day. But still, every day, she'd receive a rose. And then Mary and Jack got engaged. And Mary figured that the roses would stop after that. But every day after that, she received one single red rose. And then they got married. Even on their honeymoon, a red rose every day. But then once the honeymoon was over, she figured that the roses would stop. But month after month, year after year, all of their married life, Mary received one single red rose. And then Jack Benny died. But the very next day, the florist arrived with a single red rose. So Mary figured that she probably ought to call the florist to let him know that that Jack had passed and that the roses needed to stop. But the florist said, ma'am, you don't understand. Before he died, Jack made all the arrangements. You'll receive one red rose every day for the rest of your life. Men, if you'll just give a little effort, if we will just give a little effort, if we will just share a little time, if we'll just start showing our wives some attention. Man, you'll be a mind-blowing husband. Amen? Why? Because a loving husband is the greatest defense against the difficulties that come into motherhood. A loving husband. But finally this morning, we also saw that Mary had a very close and understanding friend. Mary went to Elizabeth, who was a relative And was many years older than Mary. But Elizabeth was also expecting a child. And her child was also a miraculous birth. Because she was way, say way. She was way past childbearing age. Amen. That's what we need to do, I think. That's what mothers need to do. Is have a friend in which you can share similar experiences. But anyway, Elizabeth served as an encourager to Mary. When times got tough, there was Elizabeth to lift her up and to remind her that everything is going to be okay. Friends, I am convinced with marriages breaking apart all over this country that there is a tremendous need for an extended family. An extended family. Families need spiritual parents, spiritual parents to play a role in raising children. And I'm just so foolish to think that this extended family that I'm talking about should include the church. What a blessing it is that we, as the body of Christ, get an opportunity to play a role in raising your children. I know it may be only once or twice a week, but still, the body of Christ gets this opportunity to play a role in and encouraging and, and laying a foundation in the life of your child. Well, brothers and sisters in Jesus, we all belong to the same family anyway, so why not be utilized to help raise children? Maybe there's an older woman here today that could just hug a younger mom and say, I know things are tough for you right now. I just want you to know that I'm here for you. What might I be able to do to help? Or maybe you might be able to call someone up and say, Hey, why don't I babysit for you for a couple of hours and give you a break? You see, that's what the extended family might do for moms today. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could begin to be the extended family? I believe that's God's design that we are the extended family for moms and dads all over the world. Now, friends, I know personally that Mother's Day can be tough for some of you. For those of you who have had moms that have passed on, today might be a sad day for you. Man, what I'd give to see mom one more time. I wish I could get on the phone and call my mom today. But you know, there also might be those here today that are childless. And to you, you may feel empty today. There are those who have a very poor relationship with their mother. Perhaps they spend all their time arguing and fighting over each other. And today may make you feel guilty. Or if you have a rebellious child who just absolutely refuses to heed your prayers, refuses to heed your teaching, maybe you feel like a failure today. But I want you to remember that God created moms. God created mothers, but because sin has come into the world, mothers are not perfect. Mine was perfect in my eyes. But for as awesome as she was, she still had her faults. But to me, it didn't matter. She was still mom. The past was past. So starting today, I want to encourage you, if you're a mom, to start being the mom that God desires you to be. Today, you can begin by honoring your mom, by living in a way, that would put a smile on her face. The Bible says that the child Mary bore grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with men. But the child Mary raised was also the Son of God. And I want you to know this morning, that if Mary had one desire that would be answered, if Mary had one prayer that could be answered today, it would be that her son's sacrifice on the cross for your sins would not be in vain. That you wouldn't reject the sacrifice of her son. That you would place your trust and your faith in what Jesus came to accomplish. Mary is praying. And wherever your mom may be, I tell you, your mom is praying. And she's praying that you are a child of God whose sins have been forgiven. So this morning... If you're here, I want you to listen to Mama. Listen to Mama. If you have never trusted in Jesus Christ exclusively for the forgiveness of sins and the only way by which men, women, and children can come into a relationship with God, Mama wants you to know that he extends his invitation to you today that he extends that invitation and she's praying that you'll respond to the love Jesus expressed by dying on the cross and being raised from the dead three days later. Respond to God but also respond to Mama. Let us pray. Father God,